Self-Care Sunday, a minimalist media project by me, Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics like mental health, entrepreneurship, art, feminism, and of course, self-care. We're putting women at the center of our media and behind the creation of it, and today's episode features one of the most creative women I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and talking to, Alison Aziz. Allison is a Toronto-based digital marketer by day and jeweler by night for Cadet Jewelry, a line of collectible, art-inspired jewelry that she handcrafts for creative women to wear and feel expressive, empowered, and confident. Ever since Allison was a child, she's had a deep connection to various forms of art and the fulfilling ways they enabled her to express herself, dabbling in sketch, paint, sculpture, and more. She eventually discovered a yearning to create something tangible and wearable to share with the world and started the Cadet Jewelry brand with her handmade pieces in 2013. What first began as a self-taught endeavor quickly evolved once she immersed herself in courses to adopt more sophisticated jewelry making techniques. The past years of evolution as a metalsmith have culminated into Cadet Jewelry's latest luxury collection, Sculptura. This range embodies Allison's love for 20th century art and sculpture. When not busy making jewelry, Allison loves to spend time exploring Toronto by bike when the weather permits, connecting with fellow creatives, and conjuring up the next big projects for Cadet. But before we start today's episode, I want to talk about our podcast partner, Lisa. You guys have heard me talk about Lisa before. It's the comfiest mattress, but also super convenient to order and have delivered right to your doorstep. You can order a Lisa mattress and get $100 off with the code SELFCARE at the checkout. That's S-E-L-F-C-A-R-E at lisa.com. L-E-E-S-A dot com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Allison, for coming on the Self-Care Sunday podcast. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm really thrilled and grateful that you asked me obviously to join Kaylee. So shout out to you. And I'm really excited to just see how self-care Sunday evolves. Yeah, me too. I had such a good conversation with you. It was the first time that we talked actually, but I feel like we got into a lot. And so I'm excited for this conversation to kind of expand from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for our listeners who maybe don't know who you are, don't know of Cadet, let's start with your story. Who is Allison behind the scenes of Cadet? So, well, here's a really quick overview, I guess, for anyone who hasn't met me before or gotten um, too much info on my background. I'm born and raised in Mississauga, which is a suburb just just outside of Toronto, um, though I live in Toronto now. And I've always been a creative individual, had an affinity, you know, for beautiful things. Um, And when I was a kid, I was definitely considered, you know, the artsy kid in the family. And even in my classes, I'd love to draw. Um, funny little sidebar, um, a few of my classmates, you know, growing up, whenever we would have those weekly planners that the school would give you, they'd give me their planners to take home and doodle in their planners, give it back to them just so they had my random drawings in there for whatever reason. Um, so oh that, gosh, I love that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Like I probably should have started my entrepreneurial like practices then and maybe charged a few cents. Um, and then I love to paint and essentially I just love to make things with my hands. Um, and those early years of life were definitely an exploration of 
different creative outlets. I always needed something to dabble in. Um, and in, in university, art history was actually one of my majors. Um, and it's safe to say that's when I definitely gained a deeper love, respect, appreciation for the world of fine art, which is a massive influence to me today, you know, personally and professionally in a lot of the things I do with Cadet. Um, and in my early 20s, I actually started a fashion blog <laughs> where I shared my outfits ongoingly. And in, I really enjoyed basically, of course, how I was able to express myself through fashion and trends that I was reinterpreting and sharing through items that I would put together. Um, but what I really loved as well was the way I was kind of building this community of followers. Um, it was nothing like crazy extensive and epic, but um, yeah, I definitely sparked connections with such cool girls across the world on the web. And this is when blogging was having its first moment, which was pretty cool and exciting to see. Um, and yeah, that's sort of how it started. And eventually along the fashion blogging route, there was something that was definitely missing with that creative hunger that I've always had. Um, and that's when I slowly welcomed myself into the world of jewelry. I love it. And so what has your journey over the past few years looked like getting to where you are now? Um, it's definitely had a lot of twists and turns and a lot of me just trying to reassess and reinterpret what my jewelry endeavor is meant to be. And I've gotten more clear on that just within the past year, but I kind of started crafting jewelry together and back in 2013. This is when I was self-taught, had no background, no one in my family has anything to do with jewelry. And it was really just me, you know, searching DIY blogs on how to create these cool little bracelets that I thought were awesome. Um, so I made some bracelets, I put them on Instagram just to kind of show up like, look what I did. Um, and some of my friends, were into it. And they were like, you know, you should start selling them. And I did. So I tried to refine the look of the bracelet so that they were a little bit more polished. And I set up an Etsy account. And I made I think, like, just a few sales. Um, but it was cool. And it was my first taste of, of selling something that was wearable and, and tangible. And it was really exciting. Um, and then after that, I kind of just gradually kept going with it definitely as just my side thing while I was still in school and starting my first jobs. And then eventually I just slowly started gravitating towards or becoming more immersed in what my loves are in terms of art. I would have to attest a lot of the past few years um, of both my personal and creative and professional involvement being within that realm and just um, really honing in on, you know, a lot of the theory I learned about art history in university and continuing to go to museums and galleries and really just clinging on to art being definitely a part of my everyday life. I love just like looking through books and even going on Pinterest, looking at artwork. And that's when I was definitely just starting to grow as a person. And I'm like, I want to express, you know, the way I interpret these pieces of art into the jewelry I'm doing. And so when I revisited the jewelry, because there was definitely a lull or a hiatus of some sort within there, I really started to try to craft pieces that were expressing just influences I got from a lot of the artwork I admired. And so that's when I started evolving the line a bit more. So I'd say about two years ago, I started making a certain look of jewelry um, that was a little bit more dainty, a little bit more um, stackable, uh, but definitely had subtle infusions of that art influence that, that I gained. Um, and then just within the past year, as I mentioned, I've sort of become clear on what I want with everything. Um, I've really honed in on that being my focus of 
those, again, back to my love for art, really influencing what I do and a lot of the designs. And um, I actually also took a few classes along the way the past two years that really allowed me to take the jewelry to the next level as well. Specifically, you know, just basic silversmithing class as well. And then I took an intermediate one. And then I also took a class called Lost Wax Casting. Um, and that's also where I may credit a lot of the um, extra immersion into jewelry that I've had over the past year as well. And just to touch upon that quickly, um, the Lost Wax Casting class, or even that just category of jewelry making altogether, um, involves a process where you know, you can think up just about any design. It could be, um, you know, a thick bangle or a pendant that you want to be in a shape of a deer, or I'm really bringing up random examples, but you think up your idea and then you take that to um, a wax and you have your files and you just file away at that wax form and essentially or literally carve it out. Um, and then when you have that, you can then bring it to a caster or you can cast it yourself to have it converted into a metal of your choice, you know, sterling silver or gold. And so that's, um, the category of jewelry making that I just started to really get involved with in the past year. And it's just sparked this whole other fire in me creatively, allowing me to, again, bring in my love for art and how it's influenced, influenced me and allow me to create my own visions um, with some influence from that to create something that I'm just almost in shock by myself when I see the final form of it feeling like truly wearable art that I can share with other women. I think it is really obvious that Cadet has evolved from a very passionate place for you. Like I I feel like in every piece that you create, I can just tell that there has been so much love and creativity put into it. And I'm obsessed with your artistic direction and your commitment to quality design. Like it, it really shows. And when we talked last, you mentioned how people are becoming less concerned with just a beautiful product now, but also really mm -hmm. caring about buying into a lifestyle. Um, what drives okay. you creatively to build a brand that is more than just this gorgeous wearable art, but also something that people can feel personally connected to? Um, definitely. And I think it all, it's something that I, it's a whole way of thinking that I've been obsessed with lately. Just, I mean, simply by analyzing other very successful brands. I, I mean, I can speak to, you know, in the women's market because I'm that demographic, but um, just other phenomenal brands that really create this lifestyle and essentially a world um, that you as the consumer, if you are the right demographic for that brand, need and want to be a part of. Um, and that's also because I truly believe that I mean, I'm biased, so I love my product. I think that it really, you know, is meant to give a woman a feeling of creative expression um, that I haven't seen too much of. And so, but having said that, there are many other beautiful jewelry brands, tons of clothing brands, fashion brands. There's tons of product on the market. And it's definitely saturated. And so people want more than just a product. You know, it has to kind of go beyond that at this point. Um, they want to be part of a world and a lifestyle um, that they believe in. And when I look back to sort of what things have inspired me the most with creating jewelry and during my process, again, I've been talking so much about my love for uh, modern art and even fine art. Um, but I really always come back to that because I don't I don't think I could picture what cadet would be today if I didn't have those influences. And so one of the things I absolutely love is knowing what makes a person 
tick creatively, um, especially creative individuals. Like what stimulates you creatively? Like what are your first memories of, you know, of creative expression as a child? Like I love to know because that's something that I'm so involved with, with my jewelry making process that I love to see, you know, what drives others as well. Um, and so I definitely, what I envisioned for cadet is having cadet sort of facilitate and host more of that discussion amongst creative females and, um, just connecting with more creative females, whether you be a painter or, or, or a sketcher, or even just like creative in your entrepreneurial practice. Um, I really want to just, you know, get in, get into the brains of those people and dissect like what really makes them tick. And I want cadet to, of course, you know, provide beautiful pieces that make women feel empowered, confident, and creative because I know and I feel and I feel strongly that jewelry is a creative expression for a woman um, in terms of what she wears. Um, but I want to take it one step further by finding out, you know, um, what really sparks other creative females um, in whatever craft they may have and to have that go hand in hand with the product. Mm-hmm. And speaking of what sparks creativity, I'd love to go further in depth on that note to learn more about how you go from maybe a creative idea or a piece of inspiration or seeing an art piece that you know really motivates you or sparks something in you. What happens in that process that then drives this inspiration to a finished product? Well, I'm constantly like, I, I mean, I do have my collection of books over here of some artists that I love, like Henry Matisse and Jean Arp and um, Ellsworth Kelly are just some of my like top three ultimate favorite artists. Uh, I do have books, but obviously in the digital age, we even have things like Pinterest. And I am obsessed with Pinterest. I go on it all the time. Um, there's, I mean, I'm following all of the boards and and use and um accounts that post things that really resonate with me and so it could be as simple as me coming across something in a book in one of my books or on Pinterest or even um every time I travel I'm always hitting up whatever gallery or museum um, is within that city or and taking photos of art that really resonates with me so it's a lot of me just gathering visuals in my mind and it's it's incredible the kind of feeling you get when you know you would connect with a piece of art. And that could be a connection made with anything else for, you know, any given individual. But for me, it definitely has been um, this world of fine art. And so when I come across an image and that really sticks with me, it usually stays top of mind until I hit my sketchbook. So every so often, at least a few times a week, I go to my sketchbook and I start just drawing shapes that are top of mind that I've come across the past little while. Sometimes I revisit my phone to see what pictures I've taken so um, in the last little while or going back on Pinterest and seeing what things I've pinned. Um, and then there's always a shape, a design, a silhouette, a gesture that really sticks with me. And so again, I'll draw out various variations of whatever that, whatever that is into my sketchbook. And then I start thinking about like, okay, how can I reinterpret this in, you know, in my own words, in my own view with a cadet spin? Um, and how can it be wearable? Like, should I curve it a certain way? So it hooks onto the ear in that way, or should I add a little jump ring so that it could be a pendant for a neck? So I start thinking realistically how it could be a piece of jewelry. And then eventually from that sketchbook, whenever I come, when I reach a finality of a certain design that I feel really strongly about, that it could be well um, translated into jewelry, then I'll go ahead and either A, do the lost wax casting approach as I described earlier about starting to carve out that design from wax. 
or the other form of jewelry making um, is called fabrication. And that's when you essentially work with wire metal usually or sheet metal. Um, so that if it's a sheet, a flat sheet of metal, you're sawing out that whatever specific shape that you want or you are manipulating the wire to look a certain way. So there's no um, casting involved. It's really just your hands and the soldering that takes place. Um, and that's sort of how I go from there. And just because I carry, I have it casted or I, or I fabricate it, doesn't always make it to the collection. Um, sometimes I see that it didn't work out or it's not as strong as I hoped. Um, so there's definitely a trial and error process that takes place. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of just having the idea, getting it on paper in my sketchbook, having a go at the wax or the wire or the sheet metal and then wearing it for a day or so to see if it's a, if it's a good piece of jewelry. And being an entrepreneur is so hard. And mm -hmm. especially being a creative entrepreneur, being a female entrepreneur, I'm curious if you ever feel limited in your creativity because running a business creatively, your work needs to make money. Totally. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest aspects that, that are the most challenging. I mean, I would say that I'm, I mean, I'm not in the beginning stages of entrepreneurship because I've been doing this for a few years now, but um, I'm definitely at a stage in my business where I still see massive opportunity for growth. Um, and so I've realized that, you know, one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs is wearing, especially when you're starting out and when you're just a one woman or one man show, you really wear all of the hats. You know, you wear the creative hat, you wear the business hat, you're taking the pictures, you're editing the pictures, you're uploading the pictures, you're a copywriter, you're writing descriptions, you're doing social media. It's a slew of different things, which is like a love and pain in the same thing. It's a love because this is like my ultimate baby. So I want my hand in absolutely everything. Um, but it's a pain thing because I know ultimately, you know, with growth, it's, it's impossible to do everything and have everything maximized. It's, it's physically, mentally, and like emotionally impossible. Um, but because I'm at, you know, this very small business stage, um, with content right now, it's kind of going how it is. And I mean, I love it so much. Like I, well, I know we're going to get to this question in a second, but I do have my full-time job. So I literally, what feels like run home from work and then just get into my studio and start going at it of like whatever I plan to do that day. And it's like the ultimate bliss to me. Um, but in the back of my mind, I know that, okay, I'm not touching upon enough upon, you know, that side of the business. Like I haven't really worked on like that other side of the business because, you know, even just creating pieces is a whole extensive thing in itself. So Having said that, there are a few things that are keeping me going and keeping me motivated. And I mean, I can touch upon those too. But one of the things is just obviously my love and passion for this. It's the reason it's your why it's why you're doing this. And when you always revisit the why behind everything, um, it carries you through because, you know, entrepreneurial entrepreneurship is definitely it's it's very hard um, because you're creating something from nothing essentially at first. Um, but the other aspect of what keeps me going is, is community. Um, and community is the most important thing to me. And it's, it's kind of ironic because a lot of people would say I'm such a homebody and I stay home and I just work on cadet. And that that's pretty much true. Um, but thanks to the digital world, you're able to connect with so many different people online and in so many different ways and be quite efficient with it as well. And so one of the biggest fulfillments I've gotten since I've started cadet 
is just the relationships I've built with such phenomenal women. Like obviously my, my line is geared towards women. So just from doing the markets in around Toronto or having my social media going, just uh, the few women who have either bought pieces from me at the market at past markets or approached me through social media, like you, Kaylee, of course. Um, and because we share certain values or certain, certain love for a specific aesthetic, or, you know, there are usually other creative females who, who get my jewelry. They understand it. They see the reference to Henry Matisse, for example, and our relationship you know, or our connection usually continues on by continuing to follow us each other on social media, by keeping in the loop with each other through email, whatever it is. And it's those connections. And I can like think about all these awesome women in my life that I've met through this endeavor. Um, and I feel like they're the ones who keep me going too. And I can't wait. That's one of the things I'm most excited about, but I can't wait to just continue to meet more of these, these women essentially. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And <laughs> I always love connecting with other women who are so supportive of yeah. each other. Like I think yeah. we do still live in a man's world as much as I hate yeah. to admit it. And <laughs> it is such a beautiful thing to be able to connect with other females and just like have a level of understanding and respect and cheerlead each other <laughs> all of the Hopefully. time. Honestly, if it wasn't for community, like I don't, I, I don't even know what or where a cadet would be. Like if it wasn't for, yeah, just the connections I, or the connections I've been able to spark and really um, admire and, and keep close to me. Mm -hmm. And I think community actually plays a big role in self care. And totally. I'd love to hear more about maybe what you do to take time for yourself. I know mm -hmm. you're really busy and we haven't even gotten to kind of <laughs> your your day job and your life outside of cadet but yeah. what are some of the things uh that you do to practice self-care and what does self-care mean to you definitely self-care obviously can be defined it means a lot of things to different people if i had to just say what i feel right off the top of my head without thinking about it too much self-care is and self-love are one and the same it's definitely just making sure that you carve out a certain amount of time and you know it could be a different amount of time for anyone but for me it's just carving up enough time in the day to a reflect sometimes I don't have that much time to do it but at least before I sleep I'm usually up for another you know half an hour just sitting in my bed and like reflecting about how the day went truly pinpointing what are the things I'm most grateful for that happened that day what are the blessings that came into my life that day? Because there's always something like even on a tough day, there's always something to, to think about and be grateful for. So recognizing, you know, the blessings that came into your day, that's a part of caring for yourself and reminding yourself that these things are present and life is so short that you need to recognize every bit of it that happens to you. And then also the physical things. So taking time to even fit in an exercise. I'm so lucky that in my condo, there's also a gym downstairs. So I have like zero excuse not to go to the gym. Um, and I'd say I go about three times a week. So I'll just, especially when I'm working on a piece and I'm so in the zone and I've been working on it for like, literally I could be working on something from like eight hours straight with like no break and just sitting at my bench. Um, and then I'll be, you know, a little bit winded by it. I'm like, okay, I need to just hit the gym. Like that's always my first immediate thought. So I'll go downstairs and, and, you know, do some cardio and do my usual routine. Um, and so definitely taking care of your health physically is, is critical in self-care. It's, it's really putting yourself first. Like you really can't produce 
much as a creative in whatever craft you have if your mind, body, and spirit like aren't in the right place. And of course, the food that I put into my body, like I love food so much. And I've made a lot of changes over the past, well, not many changes. One of the things I, I mean, about seven, eight years ago, I gave up red meat. And then more recently, I gave up all meat. So right now I'm kind of a pescatarian, um, but love, like I'm obsessed with vegetables, tofu, like like superfoods, um, not to get into the nitty gritty, but I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. Like I, I'm not one for candy, dark chocolate sometimes, yes, but I just, I don't like putting the bad stuff in my body. Like I really just want to feel top notch as often as I can because jewelry making is such a strenuous trade. Like it's so hands-on, like at the end of the day, your, your hands and your wrists really feel it. That if I'm not hitting the gym and getting the vitamins and getting um, just the right nutrients that I need, I'm not going to be able to execute what I need to. So for me, self-care is, is definitely accumulation of, you know, your internal self-care and being grateful and, and loving the blessings that are your life is filled with each and every day and also the physical so fitness and what you're putting in your body um, because it's really that holistic point of view that I think allows us to be the best that we can you are killing it with the self-care I'm listening and I'm like oh my gosh I need to do more of all of these things (laughs) oh my gosh I mean like don't get me wrong my workouts probably aren't like anything exemplary for anyone to follow but I mean, as long as you're getting that sweat in there and you're feeling your, you know, you, you're putting your muscles to work and you're, you're, um, you're definitely just stretching everything out. Like that is better, obviously, than, than nothing at all. And so, um, just even doing small stuff here and there is, is going to go a long way. Yes, I completely agree. And I have a gym in my apartment building also, which <laughs> is such a blessing. It makes things yeah. so much easier. And for a long time, I kind of resented the gym. I had like a bad relationship with going to the gym (laughs) and just like, I think that there is, I don't know, once you're in that mindset of like, ugh, I'm lazy, I'm a potato, it can be hard to like get back into that like gym culture because there is like a weird culture around going to the gym. And I think because I'm like not an aggressive person, I always feel intimidated going to the gym. But what I really started doing recently was literally just going to walk on the treadmill because I was like, okay, this is a really easy, like simple thing. I walk every day in my life anyways. I can walk on a treadmill and at least it's like getting me to the gym and getting me off of my couch Mm -hmm. and then that started to evolve to like running and then that started to evolve to like more stretches and I think I really like what you said about just like just going like it doesn't have to be like a strenuous intense thing but just like making the effort to go is a positive step totally like every time I even because I kind of usually have a two-parter gym experience like I go in and I get the cardio out of the way trust me I'm not thrilled about it um so I get into it usually the music helps like of course like I can't work out without music so I'll do the cardio and then my second parter is when I go into the you know the flat surface area and just you know my sit-ups and my push-ups and like all that stuff um but once I get the cardio done I feel like so productive and like I'm so proud of myself because I'm like okay I actually did have like just a minute ago I was contemplating not even going and like now I've just gotten like 20 minutes in of a run and I'm sweating my butt off so I mean whenever you just do the littlest thing it's it feels like more productive as opposed to not doing anything at all 
Yes, it's such a weird mental block that we have. It's like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. And then as soon as you put your gym clothes on and as soon as you step in the gym, it's like, oh, actually, I'm really glad that I did this. Yeah, all the time. Like, yeah. It's like saying where it's like, I hated that that workout like said no one ever or like what is it I don't know it's just because like every the door endorphins are going after so you're like on cloud nine thinking you have like a six-pack after your one workout yes that <laughs> is literally me <laughs> um you mentioned music working out to music and I know that you have so many visual inspirations but I'm curious if you have any musical inspirations what are you listening to what gets you going Oh my God. So when I'm, well, a little bit, when I'm working, what gets me going is like ambient jazzy hip hop. It's literally my favorite. And I mean, I love artists like Jay Dilla and Common and, um, you know, MF Doom and like a few hip hop guys, but just in terms of when I'm working and I don't want, you know, any lyrics or any singing or any rapping, um, two producers, if anyone wants to look this up, that I've been obsessed with, and you can even YouTube them, and they have their music on YouTube. Um, one is called One Two, so it's W U N space T W O, and the other one is Flow Fills F L O F I L Z. Um, I like it's absolutely nece- necessary that if I'm not listening to a podcast while I'm working on jewelry, I'm listening to these right now. Um, it's such good. Like when I'm there, I can just picture myself like being at a cafe like somewhere really cool and just gets me relaxed while I'm working on the jewelry so I'm not so like stressed out working on the little details and stuff so it gets me relaxed so jazzy hip-hop is definitely kind of my thing right now and then in the gym I kind of have a few mixes that are I have loaded um it's usually just up upbeat hip-hop too you know like the old like Jay-Z and um even some new Drake (laughs) I have to to admit that and um (gasps) Yeah, like whatever is really, I mean, trending right now, I guess, is what I go to for my workout. I just really need something upbeat to keep me going. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I want to rewind a little bit and talk about balance. Yeah. You work a nine to five, which honestly, when I first reached out to you, I had zero clue. I was like, okay, <laughs> this jewelry brand is so cool, blah, blah, blah. And we started talking. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like she's doing this on the side. That is impressive, number one. And I think actually we live in like a really interesting era right now. So many people are becoming more and more motivated to have side hustles or to even like their side hustles becoming their main hustles, which I think is goals for most people. I'd love to hear kind of how do you balance between those two aspects of your life and do you have any tips for people who are maybe in a stage where they where they want to start something or they don't know kind of how to get out of their 9 to 5 routine or are scared to start something on the side like what would you say Well a few things like a like it's definitely hard it's not easy at all. Um, it's definitely hard. Um, B, if there was anyone who was, who has a nine to five and has like an idea and like something sparked in them that they really want to pursue and just see how it carries through as a side hustle. Um, but they're scared that it may interfere with their nine to five. I mean, we all have the same amount of hours in a day. And the fact that there's a ton of entrepreneurs who are really juggling and balancing like a full-time and a side hustle, we all have the same amount of time every day it's possible. Like it's actually possible. Obviously 
you have to really use your time wisely. Um, but I would say if you have that spark in you where you want to pursue something, just start doing it. I think overthinking stops so many people in their tracks from just having liftoff for like the most you know, basic ideas to begin with. So just start doing it, whatever little baby steps or beginning stages that require that, you know, that dream requires, just start doing them. And it's possible. Those are my main things I want to say. And one of the things I've learned in particular for me is that when I, when I really started, you know, getting so gung ho about cadet, um, I was almost feeling like tormented by like, I don't know what to choose, like this or that. And then eventually, as I matured too, I just realized like, you don't have to choose just yet. Like to me, I find value in both of my jobs right now. Um, Obviously, there's massive value in my nine to five. It's what allows me to even do my my passion of making jewelry and and live, quite frankly, um, where I live. I'm not trying to fight that anymore. I'm trying to just accept that I have so many learnings and experiences from both endeavors that are both enriching my life so much. Um, So I'm not trying to focus too much on like, oh my God, my side hustle like absolutely needs to become my main hustle right now or else I'm going to like go crazy. Um, I'm really just trying to embrace the fact that both are in fact blessings in a lot of their different ways. And I am lucky that, you know, I am doing something something that I love in my nine to five. I'm I'm digital marketing for a beautiful lifestyle a beauty lifestyle brand where I do everything from digital advertising to social media to working with influencers. Um, so, you know, it, it encourages me and it forces me to kind of stay at the cusp of what's happening with digital trends and understand how to put together Facebook ads and how to set up an agreement with an influencer. Like it's, it's incredible how much I can take what I'm learning at my nine to five and then apply it to everything I'm doing with cadet as well. Like a lot of the learnings go hand in hand at this point for me. And so I recognize great, great parts and essential parts of my life, but it's definitely difficult because it really just means, I mean, it can mean different things for different people, but for me, Jewelry is a straight time consuming, like to create a piece from start to finish takes a lot of time. And so for me coming home from work, I'm working on it every single day um, on weekends. If I get invited to certain places or to do certain things, to be honest, I usually can't because um, because I have to work on cadet and because I need to continue to move, continue to move the needle at the pace that I want. And so that may not necessarily be the case for someone else who has a different idea of what pace they want to move at. Maybe they want it to be very gradual. Then, you know, it doesn't have to be such a every single day I'm working on it sort of vibe. Um, so for me, with the with my goals and my dreams at the pace that I want to grow. Um, I am working it very, working on it very, very consistently each day. Um, so yeah, I think the beauty of it is just to not overthink it too much at first. If you have a main gig and a side hustle, embrace all of the fortunate aspects that come with that nine to five, you know, having such a great income and having a phenomenal team at work and finding out what things you're learning at work at your nine to five that you can ideally apply to what you're doing as a side hustle if you're fortunate enough to tie the two together and just keep going at it and work at the pace that feels comfortable to you and just watch it carefully as to how it grows and then tweak along the way with things you need to change. Maybe you were going out too much. At one point, you need to stay home a little bit more for the next year to see more productivity. So you'll make those changes then. And then just be happy that, you know, you have two different callings in life Um, that are both giving you great value. Yeah. I love your philosophy on this so much and just seeing everything as 
a blessing. I think that that kind of gratefulness is really a quality to admire in someone. And this actually reminds me of a conversation that I had with another total girl boss um, earlier this year. She has a really great nine to five at a tech company, and she also started her own company, which now employs like a number of people, is like in the multi-million dollars of revenue. And she actually chose to continue working her nine to five because she found so much value in her day job that she didn't want to leave it. So she actually manages her like really successful business basically from like six to 10 at night and then like 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. every morning and then goes to her main job every day because she finds so many blessings like you just said in that day job that also contribute to her kind of side hustle which is more than a side hustle and I thought that was so cool because we kind of live in a culture where it's easy to want to put people in boxes and label people and I think there is safety in being in a box but creative souls often need multiple things on the go to feel really fulfilled and I think it's awesome that there are so many women that are doing multiple things and showing that that is a path that you can take. You can do both. You can do the nine to five. You can run your own business. You can start a side project. You can be all of those things and still be yourself. And I think that's really awesome. I love that. I just, I'm all about thinking outside of like the cookie cutter of what, I don't know, society may deem is a normal or average life. Um, and I think I obviously definitely in our day and age, we're, we're redefining that. There's so many outward thinkers and entrepreneurs and like free spirited people that were really defining, you know, like what a life and lifestyle could be. And there's no limit to that. It's, and I love how life is really what you make it. And, um, I just, sometimes I'm in shock that, you know, I'm, I wake up and I'm like, wow, like I have this jewelry brand and it's, it's different than and what I envisioned probably like 10 years ago, but I'm so grateful. And I, I love that I've kind of molded out this lifestyle that works for me right now. Yes. I'm, it, I mean, my, all my hours are just filled doing always doing, um, but it works for me and it, what it, what makes me feel fulfilled. And I like how people can really just own their own life and create what works for them. So inspiring. And yeah. I, along with our followers, I'm sure would love to hear what's next for you, but what's next for Cadet also? Yeah, and I guess like we're saying, the sky's the limit. And um, I mean, I'm working on, I just dropped my first, not my first, um, the fir well, the first installment of a new collection I worked on called Sculptura that launched in December. Um, and naturally having my thousand ideas floating in my head, I'm like, I need to do my second drop now. So I'm creating and finalizing that right now. So, um, that should be out, you know, by, I think by end of February. Um, so I'm just constantly creating, I'm in this whole new space with my newfound love for wax casting and being more sophisticated with my techniques in fabrication that I'm just creating more things that I'm, I eat, I myself am like pretty proud of and just like surprised by what I'm able to craft from nothing. Um, so yeah, just new collection and, um, a series that I'm slowly going to be working on of just, as I said, building that lifestyle, that cadet lifestyle and that world that I want every girl of 
all walks of life to be a part of. Um, if you have a creative spirit, which pretty much all of us do, and I really want to get an inside look at what makes people tick creatively, um, especially for females, um, I'm definitely going to be facilitating that kind of discussion more through cadets platforms and my website and what have you. And so be tuned in to see how that unravels. I'm so excited for that. And before we wrap the episode today, I'm ending every episode with like a fun quick fire round. So <laughs> you can answer with either one word or one sentence, kind of whatever comes to mind. Are you up for it? Sure. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Aries. What inspires you? Art. What intimidates you? I guess this is going to sound too serious, but aggressive people, um, that kind of intimidates me. I'm, I'm quite like a soft soul. And so not soft in other regards, like obviously I work my, my butt off to make my stuff happen for cadet. Um, but even just my demeanor and what have you sometimes in my work experiences, or even just out and about when people are are very strongly in however they behave, it, it sort of like takes me off track. What is your favorite place in the world? I mean, there's so much more I want to see, but right now, what one of my favorites is is London, UK. What's your favorite podcast? Flourish and Thrive, which is a Jewelry Academy podcast that, safe to say, it's the reason why I am a hundred times more motivated the past few the past year or so with Cadet. What's your favorite book? I mean. My Matisse book, I'd have to say, which is the Matisse cutouts. Um, I'm just obsessed with Matisse's work. It inspires me every single day. And so I, I have that right on my coffee table that I look at whenever I have a moment. And what does your perfect self-care Sunday look like? It's starting the day off with a prayer. So I always start my day with a prayer to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm setting my intention for the day and asking for you know, for me, it's, that's God to sort of guide me throughout the day. So I see everything through. Um, and then working on cadet because being able to, you know, immerse yourself in your craft and do it what you love is the highest part, the highest point of self-care, I think. And then being able to get a workout in and getting some of my favorite meals in, and then just ending the day, you know, maybe hanging out with, um, a loved one and, and being able to reflect on the day and, and have a good sleep, I would say. Love it. Thank you so much, Allison, for being on the first season of Self-Care Sunday. Where can people find you online? Amazing. I'm so happy that you brought me on, so thank you. Um, you can find me at cadetjewelry.com, so that's C-A-D-E-T-T-E, jewelry. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Instagramming a lot, so please do follow and check me out there. It's at cadetjewelry as well, and then I also have Twitter and Facebook. You can find all the links on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kaylee. Take care. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of Self-Care Sunday. If Allison inspired you, you should definitely check out her pieces. If you have an extra two minutes today before you go on with your day, I would super appreciate if you left a review or a rating on iTunes. You can find further episodes of Self-Care Sunday at selfcaresunday.co, and you can find us on Instagram at selfcaresunday. Happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone. Mm-hmm.